Bro, I think I have one of those like 1990 trailer voices. One man <laughs> in a world. Bro, that would be so sick to inch to the intro. Torn and stricken by disease. <laughs> there will be one person that can save humanity. <laughs> All right, enough of that. Welcome to episode number two, which we're going to be talking about. Tell a bit. <laughs> Hungry bros living abroad. <laughs> Sorry, I had a little bit of a brain fart. <laughs> All right, guys. So we get today's episode. We basically we're gonna talk about our childhood uh, and living abroad and how is that stuck with us to yeah. this day. So I'm gonna have to start this <laughs> off. <laughs> so I'm actually kind of curious. Like you uh-huh. said, you like uh, grew up in the military. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned a couple places. Like, what was it like? Uh, actually, I, I guess I have to change my question. Was your your was your father that was in the military? Yeah, my dad. Was yeah. he El Salvadorian military or was U.S. military? Like, so back in the nineties when this whole thing was going on, my dad was in the Salvadorian military. Okay, and he did serve during the eighties okay. when the whole war, civil war, was going on, and I. You know, by all means, I have no idea. I need to go back in my history and actually learn what the <laughs> hell happened back then. Because to this day, I've seen movies. I've seen, like, you know, pictures. I've seen, like, mini clips about it. But I still yeah. don't understand what the hell happened in my country back then. Okay. And it's a very sensitive topic to, talk, to ask my dad. So, I'd rather not. Okay. Um. So, yeah. So, he was in, in the Salvadoran military. And from the military, he pretty much moved to be a... A homicide detective. Oh, that's awesome, yeah. dude. I never knew that. <laughs> yeah, so he he served for about, I think it was, I think over 10 years in okay. the military, and then he moved to be to just be a homicide detective. Why isn't he a private detective now? And bro, I mean, once you moved from that country to this country, it's like all your credentials are like nothing. That They're doesn't matter. Nothing, bro. Dude, he could go and get certified to be a bounty hunter, and we can have our own TV show. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about like his dog, history. the bounty hunter. We'll talk about his history. <laughs> you know, our next podcast is going to be our father's. All right. Father's topic. Anyway, so he, 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 like I said, he moved into being a private detective. And by the way, I saw the creepiest crap because I used to travel with him. Okay. Um, because uh, at times, uh, my mom would be here in, in the States, and yeah. I would be over there with my dad alone, and vice versa. Okay. So, there were times that nobody could take care of me, so <laughs> he would take me to work, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. So, he served, um, and then he moved to being a, a homicide detective. And during that time when he was a homicide detective, he was also training with, um, I don't really know what branch of the military he in the States were. But they would send people over there to train with the Salvadorian uh, police department or military. Okay. And he would get granted to come to the States and train here for a couple of months and then go back. So that whole story on what the heck was going on behind doors, I have no idea because I never asked him. And to be honest with you, it's kind of like, like I mentioned, it's such a sensitive topic to talk with him about because I think he starts reliving things that he rather just forget about it okay and i did a couple of times try to talk about him and totally like mess him up oh really yeah (laughs) so i'd rather not even get to that see that's crazy because i i think about stuff like that like i i guess i just watch too many movies man Mm -hmm. i I picture like 
you know, a guy that's like got s- like this super set of skills, just like waiting to use them <laughs> one last time. Not my dad. <laughs> <laughs> I think with him, it's like um, he has to keep. Uh, I know for a fact that some some way or another he has PTSD. Okay. Um, I mean, I can tell you that he lived through such horrible things. Yeah. Right. For the little that I know. Okay. But, and it's those things that, like, you know, you talk about and he starts reliving mm-hmm. and he, he just complex, completely messes them up for like days. So it's one of the, and, and you know when he's going through it because he has to keep busy. Yeah. He has to either go for walks, you know, talk, or he just starts cleaning. Like, he has OCD, which transferred to me, bro. <laughs> so, and, and I'll talk about that yeah. in a little bit. So, yeah, you I know, heard of people with PTSD and I need to keep themselves busy. Otherwise, mm-hmm. they start kind of like reliving stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, my whole childhood with him was more like, you know, I would travel with him. We would travel from the Salvador to the US and go and back and forth and we would stay here for like a couple months to a year and then go back okay. so my whole childhood was um evolved in in adaptation to the environments that i would be in okay so i think in one way or another that helped me a lot once we moved completely here because i completely adapted and i wasn't like you know sad to leave my country i wasn't sad to leave my family or leave my friends that i had built you know um, I completely just molded and adapted to my environment here and helped me grow into who I am now. Okay. I wouldn't say completely helped me grow, but it helped me, you yeah. know, pay the go. path on that. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, that, that's the way he was working with the states and going back and forth. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. <laughs> Any further question on that? No. No, but I, that was just curious. Ben, you really went off on a tangent there. Yeah. So... <laughs> Now that I bring that topic um, about his PTSD, I, he's a very, uh, what's the word, reserved. Okay. And I've grown to be that way. Mm-hmm. Sometimes uh, when I've, I've caught myself being too reserved and somebody asks me about, you know, my life and things. And then I just start like <laughs> vomiting everything, bro. It's like, like I've been holding for somebody to like, ask me. And I'm then like waiting for somebody to ask exactly. me that question. It's like, you knew what like, I wanted. I'm going to talk about my life now from point A to point B to point Z. Do you ever like look back and then you like look at that person in your head and you're like thinking that look on their face just says, I asked the wrong question. <laughs> yes. It has happened a couple of times and I'm like, and then I catch myself at the end uh-huh. and I'm like, Maybe I shouldn't have said all that. <laughs> Five hours later, exactly. you're crying. And like, what did I do? But yeah, I think I, 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 I grasped and I got, I got some, some stuff from him, like in the sense of the PTSD. Um, one, because as a childhood, uh, when I was, you know, growing up, mm-hmm. when we were back in my country, like I mentioned, there was times that you know nobody could take care of me, so he would take me. Uh-huh. And over there, I think is kind of normal in the sense of like taking your kid to work, and at least for him, it was. Yeah, you know. And I would walk into like you know the, the his office, and some like his office was on a two floor building, mm-hmm. and the bottom floor is where they kept all the bodies. So kind of okay. had like a morgue in the bottom, right? Okay. And one day, bro, I like wonder. <laughs> just like you know i was like i was a very good kid in the sense of like my dad says stay here stay here because i know my ass was gonna get whooped if i didn't yeah but it was one of those days that That, i was just feeling bro that's an opportunity that you cannot pass up if i was in a morgue 
as weird as it sounds, I'm wandering. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's the thing, but I didn't know it was, right? Because at that okay. point, I only knew his office. Okay. That's it. So Maybe it's like the movies. Maybe something was calling you that day. Maybe, One bro. child. <laughs> in a Maybe. Because, I mean, I was just sitting there, and I don't know, my curiosity was just like to get up from the bench and just walk. Bro, you were you had a spirit take over your body. Bro, don't even. <laughs> I, was kind of I got the chills right now. There was a body down there that's like, I have something wrong with me, but I am also a clue. Come and get it. <laughs> <laughs> and so, your father is the detective. <laughs> there you go. So I walked and I went to the bottom floor. And all that I remember is going down the stairs, like a spiral stairs. And when I got to the bottom floor, it was like a hallway. And there was uh, kind of like a French door, like double doors. I'm picturing a horror movie right now. Not so much because it was very bright, you know. And there's no security. I'm I'm picturing lights flickering too. No, it was it wasn't that <laughs> that scary. It was kind of creepy in the sense that it was like very lonely down there. Like nobody was there, uh-huh. right? Except for the people. Nobody's the... there except for a bunch of dead people. Exactly. Oh, a a little kid in a long hallway with some French doors, flickering lights, and a dolly zoom. Yeah, well, I didn't know that. Yeah, a Hitchcock <laughs> dolly zoom. So I'm walking through that hallway. And I see the double doors, you know, and I see uh, one of the people that, you know, the personnel down there and like mm-hmm. go through the double doors and I see kind of like a fridge type of room, uh-huh. right? And like a huge fridge. So I go in there, like I open the door and through those double doors, there was like a, a room to the left and a room to the right. And in the middle, it was like kind of like a check-in type. Okay. But in the room in the left and the right, they had huge windows where you can see in the rooms. Okay. So I'm walking in, bro, and I see the the room to the right, one of the people that work at the morgue, yeah, cutting a body up, bro. Like in the sense <laughs> like they're cutting like their chest up and their cavities and like opening up and, oh, and taking stuff That's out. That's crazy. Right? Did you so, were like I want to call nine one one and no, be like no, no, somebody's no. dying? I froze, bro, because I didn't. At this time, I was, well, I was seven, seven years old, bro. Uh huh. So I picture my my, my son right now. You yeah. know that that small. <laughs> so I'm walking and I froze. I didn't know what to think. I didn't know what what was happening. And I don't know where. And it's like one of those scenes in the movie where you, the kids see something wrong and the, the parent just comes from behind and like turns them around and takes yeah. them away. Just <laughs> I told like you, that, man. It was bro. a horror just, movie. Just like that. So my dad comes and picks me up. He doesn't even tell me anything. He doesn't say anything. He just picks me up. Did and you piss yourself when somebody grabbed you? <laughs> not even, bro. I, I was like, I think I was in shock. Uh-huh. You know? So he picks me up and he takes me upstairs. And I can't believe there was no security. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was like... It was a, not a huge building to to mm-hmm. to be you know exact on that on that, but it was like a very I mean to me it was big. Yeah, I was a kid, so he takes me upstairs and then he just takes me outside where the car was, and he starts like looking at me like, but I'm like blank, bro. Like I'm looking at blank. I'm like still picturing that body in my head, and to yeah. think about it, like I mean to talk about it, it's still like there. Wow. So I think emotionally and. Like mentally, mm-hmm. that kind of messed me up a little bit. I can understand. I kind of went from I I remember you know being like a talkative kid. Yeah, but after that, it was just like I was very reserved. Uh huh. And at times, I find myself you know like you know you see people shake their legs and like tap 
I and, got a nervous, yeah, a nervous tick. But it's like an an anxious feeling, and I don't know if that has something to do with it. You know, maybe it's something. Any maybe psychologist you need to go and, back to that morgue and find out no, what was bro. calling you. No, hell no. So <laughs> I think that messed me up in the sense of like having that anxiety. Yeah, and I wouldn't call it like full PTSD to like like a breakdown, but it, it kind of like triggers at, at times. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah, that was my one of my kids ex- my childhood experience there damn yeah so it was very gnarly bro <laughs> nice so that was when you were here in america no 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 that was when i was back in my country i thought we were talking about living abroad man you're just going off on a tangent now well my my, my country is abroad bro <laughs> but, i mean now but, that we're here <laughs> so i mean i mean if you think I'm just, about it. i'm just messing with you i asked the question so <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, that's still pretty awesome. Yeah. So that happened. And I think that I, I, I know where I was going with this. <laughs> <laughs> so that triggered, you know, or that created some type of PTSD in my head. At least I think it did. If not, then it's just some Asian ancient feeling that I have all the time. Uh, yeah. Um, but his OCD, like just transferred to me, bro. Like he just like completely just like threw up that on me and (laughs) now i have it all the time yeah and my ocd Mm -hmm. is to be neat and clean all the freaking time is that why you came to my house smelling really good exactly (laughs) i got it i got to bro so and it has gone better in the sense of letting go yeah since i had kids okay right i understand that kids and house is just going to be upside down and there's no way that i can keep everything in order and everything in its place yeah but bro there's time that like i just let it go 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 and for weeks mm-hmm. and then it's just a build up in me and then and you get that instant satisfaction of cleaning it and one saturday bro <laughs> like I, and it happens every saturday like on a saturday <laughs> right that when the weekend comes it's like i can't take it anymore and i blew up yeah and I start cleaning nonstop into everything is ordered the way I want it or the way I think it's supposed to be and clean. Bro, you're making me have flashbacks of my mom who used to make us clean like on weekends and I hated it. <laughs> yeah. So I think like I said, like, you know, before I had kids, it was more like every day, everything has to be in order. Everything has to be in its place. Everything has to mm-hmm. be completely tidy up. Right? Yeah. But now it's like, again, I let it go. And I think it's kind of, it's okay. And, and it causes like friction a bit because I'm like, it shouldn't, I shouldn't let it get to that point where I just like blow up and start cleaning everything. Bro, now I'm embarrassed to have you at my house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, now I'm looking around. I'm like, this stuff has been here for like six months. <laughs> I'm like, Ben, uh, I'm going to come clean your house, bro. <laughs> so yeah, so I think that's my OCD. Don't touch my stuff. I know, even though it looks like a mess to you, I know, I know where, where it is. everything is. <laughs> like, nope. So I think that's one of my OCD. My, oh, my only OCD. Cleaning. Okay. Right. To yeah. have everything clean and and if you ask my wife, bro, she will tell you. That she hates it? Oh, she. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's like when I go, like, on a cleaning spree, like, she's, like, she tells the kids, like, everybody just stay away from that, you mm-hmm. know, way because he's going to do what he got to do and get it out of the way. You know? Yeah. So, they know. Not well, that's, well, that's good. At least you're not involving everybody else in your OCD. And the thing like, is that Dad's I, cleaning. Let's go to get some ice cream. The thing is that I can't because if I do and they're not doing it the way I think they should be, mm-hmm. I get even more mad. So I don't even bother, you know? So I'm like in my mad mode. Uh-huh. And it's just, I'm like, if you talk to me, like, 
in the wrong way, yeah, I would just go off on you. All right, I think we need to change the topic of this uh, podcast. <laughs> it is no longer living abroad. This is OCD and or house cleaning. <laughs> so, <laughs> with that said, that's this is like hilarious because I'm like the complete opposite. Yeah, I honestly hate cleaning, and <laughs> you know. We, I'm the kind of person like I can clean stuff up like if it's my mess mm-hmm. and I know that because I have kids like they don't understand like how to like the proper way to clean stuff. Yeah. And I'm like I honestly just don't want to freaking do it, man. Yeah. And <laughs> and honestly like my idea of what's clean versus somebody else's idea of what's mm-hmm. clean it's very obvious when like my wife starts cleaning stuff cuz she starts cleaning stuff and her idea of like what's clean is like it's going to be completely different from mine, exactly. and, and I don't even know what to do. Like, she gets this look on her face that like, why the f aren't you helping me? <laughs> and I'm like, and she's like, you can see that she's when she looks at you, yeah. like you know what they're thinking. It's yeah. like they've got that look in their eye, like you're a freaking adult, you know how to clean, yeah, and you better help me, yeah. So I start doing random stuff, like I like like go like move a cup, you know, like. <laughs> And I'm like looking at her, like, is is this what you want? Like, <laughs> like, oh my God. I took the trash out. Um, yeah. Does, so what do you want from that, me? Yeah. <laughs> does that help? <laughs> and then, like, <laughs> she gets so frustrated with me. That's but so I'm just funny, like, dude. like I don't know. I always thought it was a guy thing, but now hearing you like tell me your experience, I yeah. don't think it's a guy thing. I think it's just a a me thing. <laughs> and i'm just like, like damn i suck <laughs> i am horrible at cleaning yeah you know and it's like i'm like i guess you can consider me like a surface cleaner mm-hmm. if you can't see it i'm considered it clean but i'm also not the type of person i'm not the the little kid that shoves shit under the bed yeah yeah, yeah. you know like i'll put stuff away but my wife's idea of cleaning is like she'll go into the kitchen to clean stuff mm-hmm. and i'm like i'll wash the stove off right yeah and then she's like looking at me like, that's not cleaning it. Yeah. And I'm just like, I give up. <laughs> I come back like 10 minutes later and she's literally got the stove like pulled out. Bro. And she's like wiping shit down on the sides of the stove and behind it. And then she's like, look at all this stuff underneath here. And I'm like, dude, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's me because, you know, my wife, she's like, this is my kitchen. My kitchen is going to be the way I, I have it. I'm the one cooking, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, but I'm going to show you. How how dirty this thing is, right? <laughs> and I go from like the back of the kitchen all the way to like the entrance of the kitchen, and I start like you know taking everything apart, bro, putting things to the side, putting things to the other way, and bringing all this dirt out, bro. And then she's like, "Boy, it looked clean to me." I'm like, and "That's the, that's, the, that's what I would say I'm too." Like, what what? <laughs> Look at that pile in the floor right now of just dirt and crumbs and everything. You know, I think like people like me and your wife, like our ignorance is bliss because to us, I'm imagining, at least to me, like I like, I'll wipe all the buttons down. I'll even, I've even taken the knobs off and washed the knobs and behind it. Yeah. But you will not see me pull that stove out. <laughs> That's like I feel like I'm creating more work for myself at that point. Yeah, that's the way she thinks. I don't know. I mean, it's just my way of, <laughs> of, of cleaning, right? My dad always like, you have to put everything apart and put it back together, blah blah blah. Yeah. He's like, you cannot just clean where the queen walks. And I was like, what the hell does that mean? Bro, and every time I try to clean and it was wrong, I kinda understood the method. I was like, you cannot just clean where, you know, there's like 
the red carpet or whatever. They yeah. And ignore everything else. But I mean, that's just me. <laughs> so I'm like, seriously, I'm just like picturing so many moments <laughs> where that's happened. And I've even got to the point where like I've seen Carolina start cleaning. Uh huh. And I'll like take the kids for a walk or something. I will find something else to do somewhere she else does because because <laughs> I'm like I don't even know what you want me to do. And she yeah. looks at me like I know what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, but I'm clueless. I'm like I don't even want to like step foot in your realm right yeah. now. And then she's mad at me because I walked away. You know? No, I told I told her you know what? Instead of actually just coming up to me and say what's wrong mm-hmm. or why am I acting this way, I'm like just go. Let me do, let me do my thing on that day. Yeah. That's it. It doesn't even bother me to do it because yeah. I enjoy it. Okay. So at the end, after I'm cleaning and I'm, I'm I'm done cleaning, it just gives me a satisfaction, bro. So it's like a release of like the. Uh, I don't even know how to explain it. It's just something that it's like, <laughs> like, well, like, uh, like I hear needles, people, bro. I, like you know. I've heard that people with OCD, like cleaning is one of the biggest things that you can like pinpoint with somebody with OCD. Yeah. Um, because, uh, because of the instant satisfaction that yeah. you receive from it. Like, I mean, this is completely off topic, but I was watching this, uh, episode of like nanny nine one one. I think everybody has to love that show at mm-hmm. some point, but, um, where this girl, like she wasn't helping out with, uh, taking care of her own kids because she was spending so much time cleaning yeah everything had to be perfect yeah and i guess after like they psychologically analyzed her they found that she was spending so much time cleaning because everything had to be perfect Mm -hmm. because she didn't actually know how to take care of her kids her kids were driving her crazy she didn't know how to solve the problems with why aren't my kids listening to me and this and that yeah and so she like focused her like frustration into her cleaning. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that was that specific situation, but I mean, I, I don't know. I thought it was pretty I mean, interesting. To, to tell you the truth, that I, if I sit on my desk, uh-huh. where my computer is, it, is that I can't work properly if every if I see like wires or things. Just <laughs> it has to be clean and like everything in its place. Yeah, for me to just even even concentrate on the keyboard and mouse and the screen that is in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird like the sensation on that i get is weird bro yeah yeah and uh, pe- people have told me uh at even at work like my whole work station has to be clean nice it's it's just weird but you know it, i think it's something that has to do with my dad i mean i can't okay. explain it otherwise well, i don't think there's anything re- weird with wanting stuff clean yeah 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 but it scares me the, when my wife wants stuff clean because I just know that I have to find something else to do. <laughs> she's like, eliminate him. <laughs> I feel like she's got those eyes. like, And then I'm trying to run and it's like Mortal Kombat. Get over here. <laughs> Finish it. <laughs> All right. So that was you know, said about me living abroad. How about you? Are we still talking about living We're abroad? Because we talked about cleaning. I man. mean, That's... I think we, we did like, you know, we pivot somewhere else but let's bring it back let's finish <laughs> all right, that, all right, that, let's, that topic let's see what i can do with that i don't i feel living like abroad where did you live <laughs> abroad and how how many years were you all right uh, so, living abroad so when i was younger i grew up in a military family um and my mom's favorite place was germany okay so she requested to be stationed in germany wait so your dad was in the military right 
or well, your mom? My mom and my dad were in the military for okay. a short period of time. Well, my dad was in for a short period of time. My mom was almost a career military woman. Okay. I think she was in for like 12 years or something like that. Oh, okay. Maybe 13. I don't know. Maybe even longer. I, I was pretty young at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one place she wanted to go was Europe. She loved it so much. Um, so she requested to go over there. Um, she was actually over there on two deployments. The first one was, I don't know, anywhere, anywhere between four and five years. Okay. And then we had to come back to the States for a little while. And then we had, we got deployed back there for another, Mm -hmm. you know, four or five years, whatever it was, but it ended up being a total of 10 years. Okay. Um, so because I was so young, a lot of the memories that I have of, of it, Mm -hmm. um, are kind of spotty. So I don't have, I have a few memories that I know like were definite things, but Mm -hmm. other, other, other stuff is like, it's just, it's just spotty. Yeah. I don't, I know some people can like remember like their childhood, like when they were two years old, I'm not one of those people. Yeah. I can't remember when I was, when I was five and on, (laughs) (laughs) but we, being in Europe was, was a pretty cool thing. And, and I've thought about it multiple times as, um, you know, we were on, we were in military housing, but I don't, I don't know how much of actual Europe, mm-hmm. you know, we actually got to see. Like, I, I don't, because I was so young, I don't know, like, the difference between life on base versus life off base, okay. you know? But I know that, I mean, we didn't spend all our time on base. There was plenty of times where we went exploring. My dad was big into rock climbing, rappelling, spelunking, stuff mm-hmm. like that. So we would constantly go on trips where we'd, we actually repelled. And now again, my memory could be a little skewed on this. Yeah. All I remember a lot of this are, are the stories that I was told. Okay. But um, I was told that we went repelling off of Frankenstein's castle. Okay. And I have no clue where that's at, but that's what I was told. <laughs> um, but I think I'm, I'm Transylvania. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But um um uh, so yeah, Europe at least the things that I can remember mm-hmm. were really cool. Mm-hmm. Um even something as simple as like my mom when she wasn't um on duty for the military, mm-hmm. she had a part-time job as a waitress at this restaurant and I would always go there and I would order this ice cream and at the time I didn't really know what was in it. Okay. But they would put Kahlua in it. <laughs> I just knew it was like ice cream and that fancy sauce they put in there, yeah. you know. <laughs> and it was always so good. So nice. I'd, almost like every weekend, I was I would like go there and I would get yeah. like a bowl of ice cream with this like, fancy sauce. <laughs> that sounds pretty good. And so yeah, it was basically like Kahlua and ice cream. Wait, so they just drip Kahlua on it? No, like they like pour it on there. Like put like a shot of Kahlua on there. Damn, I um, try that in Europe. Uh, like vanilla ice cream is vanilla ice cream it's pretty good yeah in europe they didn't have like all the requirements and age requirements that they do over here i'm gonna try that it's good stuff man (laughs) i remember to this day it's good stuff nice it's delicious i know (laughs) you're missing out bro (laughs) that's pretty cool so any interesting stories that you know stick out while living abroad i have a couple um one there was a couple terrorist attacks 
uh, oh, yeah. while we were over there. And I don't remember the exact cities or anything. Cause again, okay. my, I was very young when this happened. Yeah. But uh, one of the memories that I had that always like freaked me out to this day <clears throat> that always like keeps, it always sits in the back of my mind. Um, there was a time that I was getting off a bus with my dad. Okay. And I don't remember, I don't even remember where we were going, but we got off the bus, walked like across the street and a little bit further mm-hmm. and the bus exploded. Get the hell out of here. Dead serious. It was a terrorist attack. Yeah. The, the bus exploded. And I, I don't know if there was, because I was so young, I don't know if the bomb was on the bus or yeah. if it was like hit. Wait, 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 wait. So you were on the bus? Yeah. We were on and the bus. Right we, after you we, get off. We got off on our stop and we're, we walked across the street and we're going down the road and the bus exploded. Holy crap. Yes. So it's like <laughs> matter of seconds. Yeah. What the hell? And that always sticks to it with me to this day. I, I don't, I, again, I don't know. I was, man, I was, I was in like elementary school at the time. So I, I remember the situation. Yeah. But I, I don't know any of the details. Holy crap. Yeah. That always like stuck with me Dude, to this day, man. That's yeah. insane, bro. <laughs> and one of the other things that I remember, um, um, I forget which one I was going to tell you. So we had a, a tornado. Okay. A really bad tornado. It was, and this is kind of comedic to me. I laugh about it, but my parents don't think it's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> so in the military housing, uh-huh. they're kind of like apartments and okay. they were like, um, I don't know. They were probably about, um, each apartment, like the, the strain, the, the string of apartments went for like an entire block almost okay. and they were probably about five stories high okay and on the top of them they had these ceramic tiles mm-hmm. like those red ceramic tiles i don't you see them in like a lot of european buildings they kind of like like they curve like this and then some of them are like this and then like this oh, um okay but on the roof like being that far away from you don't can't really tell how big they are right yeah well uh, one day we had a bad tornado and um, I was out playing at a park and this tornado came through and I'm like, I feel like I'm like all the kids, everybody's like trying to run inside to get out of the way of this tornado. Mm-hmm. And eventually I finally made it into the building and it was like fighting. <laughs> you know, you feel like you're fighting <laughs> with everything you have to like get through this wind. Right. Uh-huh. And we had just bought a brand or well, my mom had just bought a brand new car Okay. And it was like a Mitsubishi. I remember it was a white Mitsubishi. Mm. And my dad had a motorcycle. And <laughs> so we had a row of cars, my dad's motorcycle, my mom's car, and then another row of cars. Okay. Well, during this tornado, the tornado was pulling the shingles off the ceilings of the apartment buildings. Mm-hmm. And these things were like smashing on the ground. Now, this is the first time I actually got a sense of how big these things were mm. because they were bigger than the damn cars. So, like, we had all throughout the line of cars, like, almost every car was smashed. Like, either the windows were smashed, like, like the, the hoods of the cars uh-huh. were smashed. But my mom's car had an entire tile smashed through the top of it 
and stick in the cement in the ground. And it was like stuck in the ground and out of the car. Like her car was completely like demolished. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's done. (laughs) And not a scratch on my dad's motorcycle, man. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to, you know, when you were telling the story, I was like, okay, so the motorcycle flew away and I was like her mom, his mom's car, no scratch. That's no. what I was thinking. <laughs> Complete opposite. No, my dad didn't have a That's scratch on his motorcycle. Crazy. Almost every car was like totaled. Damn. That's crazy, dude. Yeah. I've never been through anything like that, like a tornado or, you know, hurricane situations. Uh-huh. But I've been through freaking uh, earthquakes. Uh-huh. Earthquakes are crazy. Ones, bro. When ones. I lived in California, I remember heck, we had a couple yeah. earthquakes out there. So I've been through those big earthquakes. Um, <laughs> so not to cut you off, uh-huh. but that was another story we had. We had an earthquake uh, when I was in California, uh-huh. and um, we were out at a restaurant, and I kept kicking the table. <laughs> and my dad, you know, he was getting annoyed with me because I yeah, was yeah. kicking the table. He's like, "Fucking stop it!" You know, <laughs> we're trying to eat. You're like yeah. shaking my water and all this stuff. And he's like, if you shake the table one more time, I'm going to beat your ass. And then an earthquake came and my dad beat my ass. No way. Yeah, he started like hitting me. And then, he, and then he realized it was an earthquake. Holy cow. <laughs> like the luck, man. The yeah, luck. I, rem- I remember actually um, in, when we lived in California briefly, it was midnight, bro. And the whole freaking building started shaking. And all I remember, my mom waking up, waking me up, and she's like, "We gotta go, we gotta go." We were like on the third floor in the apartment building, uh-huh. and we had to walk into the middle of the street. We had, we can't even, we couldn't even be in on the sidewalk. We had to be in the middle of the street because uh-huh. the building was sh- like, you know, rocking back and forth. And this is the yeah. first time I ever seen like a building, a structure move back and forth. It was huge. That's scary. <laughs> and all you could hear everywhere, bro, from blocks in, like, out. It was, like, just, like, alarms going off. You know, people just, like, you would see them in the middle of the street. And I was like, what the hell is happening? <laughs> so that was my first time with, in California with the yeah. earthquake. And then there was one in El Salvador. I don't recall much of it, but I do recall doing a lot of damage. Mm-hmm. And me just walking through, like, you know, structures that were, like, you know, falling down. But I don't recall actually what year that was okay yeah but you know major catastrophes like that maybe two or three times wow that okay. i can't remember yeah we we lived in a lot of places um that we ended up having to deal with a lot of like natural disaster type issues mm-hmm. um one of them was also in oklahoma we lived in oklahoma we had to deal with tornadoes all the time out there that's it was, scary bro. it was scary i felt like it was like once a week Holy we God. were being dragged out of our beds to like hang out in the hallway yeah. because of tornadoes. Yeah, it's pretty that crazy. That is crazy. Yep. Man. And so one of the other things that we had go on in in Europe, <clears throat> like I said, my dad was big into like rock climbing, rappelling, mm-hmm. spelunking. So one of these times we were out rappelling, and uh, my sister, she's about two years older than I am. Um, she was actually repelling this time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I remember her hair getting caught in the carabiner and she freaked out <laughs> and oh, she like let go of all the ropes and everything. So now she's just hanging there from her hair, from her hair. but it was I, only like one side of her hair, right? Oh my God. Cause it got, I don't know how it got like uh-huh. hung up in there, but yeah, she freaked out, let go. And she's like hanging there by her hair. So my dad had to like 
hurry up and like drop another line and yeah. then get down there and like try to like help her before she fell oh my god bro and Fuck so man. he <laughs> so he gets her right mm. and now my sister naturally has straight hair mm. so i don't know if it was like because of like how it got tangled up in the mm. carabiner or maybe it was from like the tension of being like her body like pulling on it you know yeah but uh when he got her and like got her back down to the ground one half of her hair was still straight and the other hair was like frizzy and curly just like aurora's hair you know your, your wife has that naturally <laughs> yeah. curly hair yeah my sister's like half her head was like that holy cow that's <laughs> crazy dude. that's an experience you would never forget yeah <laughs> so you know to get the topic to an ending right now uh-huh. um one thing that you can say that has stuck with you that you learn or develop through life by living abroad? Oh, man. I'd have to say the biggest thing, I think it was, I think it was a combination of living abroad and growing up mm-hmm. um, in a military family mm-hmm. is um, being around so many different people. Mm-hmm. I think if I, if I was to grow up in one little town mm-hmm. around all the same people, I would probably not be the same person as I am today Yeah. as, you know, growing up in different parts of the world on a military base with such a diverse group of people. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. You just learn so much about people being in those situations. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and not only that is like going to school and being around different languages is like a whole new experience, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, I think I think a combination of being on a military base and living in different countries, mm-hmm. I think that kind of like helped me grow to the person that I am today. Okay. Yeah. I mean, to me, I think I I get what you're saying, mm-hmm. and I think it's a little bit of the same thing for me. Um, but one thing for sure that stuck with me um, throughout has been to be grateful in the sense of like what I have now. Okay. And what I lived, right? Yeah. I mean, I wasn't you know, upper class in my country, mm-hmm. but I wasn't in lower class neither. Okay. Right. So I always had this, that same mind that I was like, you know, if I'm going to live here, I'm going to be either the same or better. Yeah. But I, I am grateful for what I got because I got to know people, um, that were not as, I wouldn't say, well, maybe privilege. Okay. They didn't have the privilege that I had. Okay. You know, or the opportunities, right? Mm-hmm. So I think the biggest thing for me is has been, you know, learn to be humble about what uh, has been given to you. Okay. And grateful at the same time. I can't. I don't. I don't know if I can put it in any other way. Yeah. Than that. And I think those two things, being humble and grateful, go a long way, bro. Yeah. For anything and everything yeah. in life. So I think those are my two things that I'll take forever about my childhood okay yep yep nice i like it man i like it yes sir (laughs) (laughs) i think a lot of people like no matter where you come from i think a lot of people may forget to be humble sometimes or even grateful let alone both at the same time you know (laughs) yeah i can can pinpoint some people in my life that i've known and i'm like dude you came from nothing yeah. But the fact that you are way above 
you know everybody and you let that get to you yeah it sucks <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah i think this is a good uh number dos numero dos introduction <laughs> of uh, a little bit about our lives yeah and who we are i like it so i definitely learned about a lot about your dad that i did not know <laughs> yeah i mean i think that you know this topic was living abroad I think that the next topic or maybe ones uh, in the near future is going to be about parents. Or All right. So is this about dad. living abroad or is this about cleaning? Dude. <laughs> <laughs> you got to call me on my OCD. Like <laughs> so, uh, I mean, we did talk about cleaning. For like yeah. Good living minutes. abroad and cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> living abroad and cleaning. How can cleaning help your life? There you go. So, um, yeah, I think one of our topics is going to be dads, right? Um, dads definitely i think because that's i think be a good one for a conversation that we had you know a couple of days ago uh-huh. i think we have a couple similarities in the in how we grew up in regards to our dads okay and i think that's going to be a good topic to explore and um crack open yeah you know? and i don't i'm honest i'm gonna be honest with you i don't know how much i've told you about my dad so uh-huh. i don't know if you're gonna be surprised about some of the stuff that you find out I might. Next one. <laughs> <laughs> I might. So stay tuned. That would be a good one. Two All right. Men and their fathers. <laughs> Holy crap. That's going to be a deep podcast for sure. <laughs> that one might be longer than 20 minutes. I mean, this one already went for 40, bro. Oh, damn. Cleaning really ruins mm-hmm. your life. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah, it was uh, a good podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So, with that being said, uh, thank you for sticking around if you're still hanging around. If not, well, maybe you should go back. Well, I can't say that to people that left, right? Because I mean, they're not going to be ready. <laughs> <laughs> so all I can say is thank you, everybody, for just sticking around through the whole thing. Uh, we hope uh, that you'll catch us on the next one. Uh, until later. Thank you guys so much. Have a good night. And see you in the next one. Peace. Bye.